Hello, and welcome to the 133rd episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, write about, dream about, <laughs> all kinds of shit that makes me really angry. Uh, <laughs> 133 episodes. You made it 14 seconds into the podcast without swearing, by the way. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> that has to be a record, right? <laughs> so we are joined tonight for our 133rd episode by um, friend and wonderful writer and all-around great person, Gil Amogi. Hi, Gil. Hi, thank you. I know uh, you wanted to call him emoji. I heard it in your voice. <laughs> I did not. Uh, as well as two of our podcast regulars, Alicia Carabinus and wow. Alex Lane. Hello, y'all. Hey. Well, we try to be polite around here. I, I know that's hard to believe. So we try to we try to let guests go first. Um, so Gil, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, sure. Uh, okay. What do I want to say? Uh, I'm frozen. I'm on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, this whole thing is where we talk to you, right? <laughs> shit. Uh, okay, hey. Uh, so I am, we'll start with the basics. I'm 33. I live in New Jersey. Um, my full-time job is sadly not video games. Um, I started doing the video game writing thing uh, after a slight midlife crisis, um, and I guess it's been working out because, like you know, a few years later, I'm going like this was my third E3 that I went to this year. Uh, so it's cool. Um, Alicia on this podcast is the first person to ever reference me in writing, and uh, for that, I uh, I just cry myself to sleep every night. Aww. I, and I, I did it because you write really, really well. Yeah, you do write very well. Thank you so much. Uh, I am humbled and will now crawl in a corner. <laughs> and I just have to say, as the old person on this podcast, 32 is not midlife, okay? <laughs> that would make me damn near dead. I don't I know how better to frame it. I, you know, I, I didn't get, like, uh, a muscle car or... Uh, dump my husband and change my whole life around. I just started a video game blog. <laughs> hey, we do what we have to do. Yeah. That's that's actually a really good way to deal with, like, I need to do different things with my life itch. Yeah. See? Well, I guess depending. Some oh. people probably should not start video game blogs. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> um, I, it's funny because I don't, I don't come from... A writing background. Um, I never took a writing course uh, or anything, so I am as unrefined as they come. Um, I don't read books, really. Um, so I don't know my vocabulary. Did you really just come on a podcast with a bunch of English professors and English <laughs> professor in training to be all like, I don't really read books? I bet no, he reads yeah. like I mean, ten I'm times not, more than a book. I'm not smug about it. Like I clearly read, but like it's just it's just very weird that I ended up uh, writing from doing nothing at all to contribute to it. Um, and and in high school, like I, I wrote poetry, and then um, I did fine art in college. Um, so.
It's just like she's living the muscle in on writer's territory. You just have a lot to say, and that's good. That's really all you need. Yeah. It's Don't tell anybody, of, though, because then we'll all lose our jobs. Yeah, it's a lot of work on it. <laughs> a lot to say and say it well is all yes. you need. People, yeah. Some people have a lot to say. And yeah, should. but yeah, they should probably not say it. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually thinking of ramping up uh, my writing soon, so you'll actually see more thoughtful things than reviews soon. Ooh, yay. Awesome. Ooh. Do it. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll reference you and link you some more. <laughs> if you're worthy. <laughs> oh, God. Don't threaten me. No pressure. <laughs> this, uh, this year, uh, Gita Jackson, who is also a fantastic writer, yes. uh, she referenced uh, one of my reviews, actually, in her piece. So I guess my reviews are okay, too. <laughs> All right. So I have two. Amazing. All right. So, so enough about me. I am the 133rd feminist on your show. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've clearly run out of women. Oh, no. <laughs> Being female-bodied is not a requirement. I know everybody thinks that. It's not, but, you know. We no, should tell people it is, though. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I do, I do look at, like... Uh, you know, Twitter profiles where uh, white guys put, um, you know, feminists in their uh, in their bio, and they go, hmm. hmm, yeah, I do too. What are you What are you gonna What are you trying to signal there? I'm also pretty sure that some people think that uh, all you have to do to be feminist is call yourself a feminist. Yeah, and uh, yeah. You know, like I, I like to think that it's it starts with a good feeling in your heart, but there's there's a level of work and it doesn't have to represent like labor, but there's a level of, of work to being an ally if you know, if you're not a woman uh, who would benefit from feminism. And uh, so I, I just kinda disavowed giving myself labels. Um, and it's worked out fine. Did anybody see the uh, feminist, why I'm a feminist article Obama published in Glamour? No. No. That story broke today. That was today. Um, I was going to say, yeah, I haven't had a chance to read it yet. I saw that it came out, but I haven't had a chance to read it yet. I was too busy ooing and aahing over the friendship bracelets that Vice President of the United States Joe Biden posted on the Twitter. I know. Precious. Yeah. That was cute. I had to look and make sure it was like the real Joe Biden and not like some... <laughs> Trey looked for the little verified check. <laughs> well, there was that like video that Obama came out with about things that are harder than registering to vote. And it was like naming all the Games of Thro- Game of Thrones characters yes. who died, making friendship bracelets. And he's like sitting there like... Oh. Mm. <laughs> like braiding. It was... It says Biden on it or Joe on it or something. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like that they have inside jokes that they share with us. I'm gonna miss the administration. You we guys. can't. Let's not. Can we not? I don't want to do that yet. Yeah. I haven't drank enough. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm not ready. Happy birthday, I, Mr. President. I, oddly enough, uh, if there's if there's one odd thing I will miss about this administration, it's social media savvy. Yes. No kidding. Um, Hillary is like, uh, well, like, is this how you humans do things? Pokemon go through the polls. It's it's not only that, but it's like so tone deaf. It's like 
add your name if you support Hillary Clinton. Like, no. Like, that <laughs> is just, what a waste. Like, what, are we chain lettering now? I mean, yeah, exactly. It's like, take part of this bread and then add some whatever and then send it to 80 of your friends and then you vote. Share this like, phone no, and say amen and Hillary Clinton will bless you with a kiss. Uh, yeah, exactly. Otherwise, yeah, I was saying, and you don't need to be hating on the Amish friendship bread. Let me just say that. Oh, no, I will hate on the Amish friendship bread because Riley Bates makes me sick. Fuck that bread. Yeah, fuck that bread. <laughs> All right. Hashtag sorry, we made it sorry. four minutes and without the F word. That's good. Um, we also haven't gotten anywhere yet, so, so we're, yes, we're on so schedule. let's move forward. Am I still talking about myself? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. You're, you're no. good for now. We're, we're going to get these other yeah, two out of the back. way, and then we're going to give you all the chance in the world to talk about yourself. Shh, everyone, shh, Alex. Don't, what? don't give me any who time to talk about myself. Oh, who am I? Oh, sorry. I was like, what? It's like a secret. <laughs> Uh, my name is Alex Lane. I'm a professor at Metro State in Minnesota, where I run our Center for Game Design and New Media Studies. Um, I'm the director. It's actually just a title to try and get grant money, but don't tell people that. Um, you just told a lot of people that. Uh, you just well, told everyone. That's really awesome. Uh, yeah, I know. It sounds fancy. That's kind of my thing. I just like things that sound fancy. The glitz, as you can tell, like all the glitz. So, um... I do that, and I'm an assistant professor, and teach in game studies, and I have uh, an extra dog that's been living with me for a couple weeks, and it's been it's been kind of crazy because it's another Great Dane. My <laughs> dogs usually walk around in the background, um, so hopefully we don't see them tonight. You but. took a second Great Dane into your home. Yeah, it's been like the hardest thing. Like one night, okay, I'll tell this really quick story. So. The first, like the one, like the second week we have him, he's not like potty trained at the house. I so I go like every couple hours, I go let him out or whatever. Or I sleep like on the couch next to his kennel, but he also can't hold it. Like the first night, he was up in our room, and then he peed like the whole way down the stairs, so we can't do that. And so I go down to check on him, and as soon as I start walking down the stairs, and we had a house guest at the time, I can smell shit. And I go down there, and he shit in his kennel and, like, rolled in it and stepped in it and scratched all the sides of his kennel so it's, like, over the side. Ew. And so it's 3 in the morning. I, I put him outside, and I'm sitting there, and it takes me probably 40 minutes to clean it all up. And I finally get it. I go through a whole container of the cleanser Clorox wipes. I go outside, and he has walked and laid all over my <laughs> brand-new white patio furniture. It's covered in shit. <laughs> And then my other great Dane, Surly, and I'm, like, on the brink of having a nervous breakdown. Surly, like, comes down, and I'm, like, screaming, and he gets all freaked out, and then he takes a shit on the other shit. <laughs> and I curled up into a ball, and I just started crying. <laughs> and Mike came down and was like, go to bed. Go take a shower first, and go to bed. I will take it. And I'm just, like, bawling. Like, I can't do this. I tell my mom, and she goes, you you." You can never have a kid. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, I was about <laughs> to say. You were describing every day having a kid, and you can't handle it with a dog. Don't have a kid. <laughs> yeah, my daughter totally jumped until she threw up all over the chair yesterday. Yeah. Oh I, don't, I would just... I can't do that. Well, I mean, I leave anyway. you. That's why I have a partner. I'm like, you do that. That's bodily fluid. That's your, that's your domain. <laughs> and you can't, like, handle them or, like, put them outside. Like right now they're just outside. I guess you can kind of do that. Okay, anyway, sorry. Alicia. <laughs> um, 
I am Alicia Carabinas. I'm a PhD student at Purdue. I also study games. That's the thing, I guess, around here. Um, and I want to be a theorist when I grow up. Why? Why? Because so we need some women. That's true. Right. Other than <laughs> just a bunch of dudes running around. Swinging their dicks and I like theory. I they're doing they're, such a good job. Though. I think we need to bring some feminism into the theory and consider the bodies that are attached to the theory. Fact. So why it's all about code. Code is not by human beings. Algorithms are totally. Yeah. You guys, computers don't see gender. That's right. <laughs> they're blank blanks. <laughs> I'm going to come through this screen and kick everyone's ass. <laughs> Sam, tell us yeah. about you. Who, me? Yeah, you. I did already. She well, did. She started. Start with I what you're playing. Okay, so we'll do our usual now at this point. <laughs> sure, we have to pretty we start with a guest, though. I'm not. Nice. Oh, that's I'm right. not nuts. Never mind. I'll Alicia, quit trying. You're like distracting more time by giving false direction. <laughs> Just hush. <laughs> so, uh, what you playing lately? Me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, you you cut off for a second, so I didn't. Oh, I'm I sorry. Didn't, I didn't hear you say anything. Uh, okay. Uh, so I. I just got done doing a review for Neverwinter, the free-to-play, quote-unquote, free-to-play uh, MMO. I spent a uh, lot of money on it. On PS4. <laughs> <laughs> and they have uh, um, it was it was kind of mindless fun. I enjoyed it, but you know there were some serious um, issues worth noting in my review. Uh, I am. For fun, but also to kind of revamp my game blog and write some more reviews. I'm playing Fury on the PS4, <laughs> which is uh, basically a boss fighting game. It is extremely challenging. It is probably one of the hardest games I've ever played in my life. And um, I'm amazed I still have uh, any modicum of sanity anymore. Uh, and on the PC, for more, more relaxing and kooky fun, I am playing Headlander, because the publisher sent me a code. Which, well, I didn't catch that one. What was it? Headlander. Headlander. Oh, oh yeah, I saw you writing about that a little bit. What do you yeah, think I of it? I posted uh, an album of screenshots on the FB, if you want to take a look. Um, it's a... A uh, really well-designed retro-futuristic uh, narrative um, where you play as a head, um, like a recently cryogenically unfrozen head uh, that can take over other, take the heads off of other robots around and uh, take over their bodies. Um, a little bit of body horror, I guess, once we think about it, and. Uh, it's just—it's really funky and kooky. The story is a little okay, whatever. Just kind of gets you point A to B, but uh, it's a really well-designed world, uh, and I love all the kind of '70s sci-fi touches to it. There's even like a room with like a shag carpet, and as you walk around, the the shag like compresses. Ooh. 
No, it's nice. They have like a lot of nice little details in it. So it's just like it's just a real. Although the gunplay in it is like a little wonky, I guess. Um, it's just a really fun place to fly around. So that's nice, and that, that's that's what I've been using to unwind uh, while I was challenged by a particularly hard boss called the Burst in Fury. And I'm glad she's dead. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, Alex, what about you? What are you playing, darling? You're muted. <laughs> Sorry, the dogs. For, I'm, I'm going to keep myself muted when I'm not talking because there's a lot of things going on. Um, uh, I think it's pretty obvious what I'm playing. I mean, Pokemon Go. Um, Damn it. Which Alicia loves, I know. Um, haters, you know. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of that. I've kind of waned in like the last few days since the with all the bugs and breaks and things that have been really annoying. Um, so I've been playing a lot of that, which I've posted about, and I've been playing Overwatch still um, with the new character Anna, who's pretty cool. So that's what I'm doing. She does look pretty badass. I, I think I think she's amazing. I will probably never play the game myself, but Anna is like, wow, sniping yeah. sniping healer. It's like after my heart. Yeah, she's like really she's difficult. So I only ever play healers, um, and I play Lucio in the game, who I think is just so overpowered. I think he's just amazing. So I'm gonna keep playing him as long as it lasts. Uh, but she, so she's difficult because you like you got to be far enough away to snipe her. But then, and be like zoomed in. But then throw heals because it's like a burst. It's like a, it's like a burst heal or whatever. So you have to. I don't know. It's 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 gonna it's challenging. But but I mean, she's just she, it's she's pretty incredible. So you gotta be good though. You gotta be better than me to play her well. What about you, Alicia? What you playing, darling? Well, um, everybody will be happy to know that I once again let my World of Warcraft subscription lapse, so I'm done. Uh, <laughs> it was a fun summer diversion. Nice to be able to play with Terry, uh, but we're finished. So back to just Hearthstone, uh, play a little bit of the Flame and the Flood. Again, I picked that up again. And uh, we finally, because we live in like 2015 perpetually, uh, picked up Rock Band 4, I made some interesting discoveries about uh, Rock Band. For one, uh, Terry likes to play with the guitar flat in his lap because he's weird. But this one doesn't register as well. The new guitar doesn't register uh, the strumming very well when it's flat. So he's trying to relearn how to play. But he's like playing all kinds of backwards. Like he's on the inner frets. But he's like doing it. I don't know. He's weird. I'll, I'll, I might post a picture. Because it's really strange, but hilarious watching him try to figure out how to replay. Also noticed, since we, because uh, we played Rock Band 2, Rock Band 3 loads together, my, uh, my asthma has progressed to the point that I can no longer sing as well as I used to be able to. Oh. That sucks. That is bad. And I can only do about eight songs, and then I have to stop. So that was really disappointing to spend $170 and have to relearn the whole way that you do the game. Um, but it's still really fun. Uh, the character creation is, is garbage. Uh, <laughs> it's terrible. You know how I feel about bad character creation. Mm -hmm. um, Don't touch never winter. 
<laughs> Neverwinter <laughs> bothers me because the entire game is just follow this glowing line somewhere and then do something. Like, that's not fun. I can uh, do that. <laughs> I, 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 I like it to the extent, like, I just want to play something. So, like, it, it's kind of filled that this, like, this, like, small desire, like, us to do something. But, but yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah, it's all a fruitless endeavor. Yeah, I mean, that's why I was playing WoW for a while, because it's just, hmm, let's just do something that, you know, whatever. But uh, that's it. I mean, even though I'm kind of miffed about some of the changes in Rock Band 4, I've still played a ridiculous number of hours this week, so... Yeah. Might be a hater, but, I mean, I still support the games industry. Because <laughs> you everything. Yes. That's All it. Right, what about you, Sam? Well, what am I playing? Um, well, let's see. I uh, am playing still uh, Song of Seasons um, on the 3DS. Why? Because apparently I wanted to plant all the things and tend some cows and some chickens and some other, you know, animals. I'm going to be a farmer in my next life. I am, uh, and I was waiting for, and I and I was playing that because I was waiting for Stardew Valley to come out um, for the Mac because I've been playing it in a wine wrapper. On a mat, but I couldn't. Like I said, like I've said many times, I was really always pissed off because I couldn't do mods uh, because I was playing it through a wine wrapper. So I was really waiting for last Friday so I could download it on my Mac, and I have not had time to play it since then. It's downloaded and it's waiting, but I have not had time to play it. So I've just been playing Song of Seasons on my 3DS. Um, okay, I have to. Something happened. Something. Horrible has happened. Somehow, over the course of the last year, I have started playing Minecraft. <gasps> yeah, I, know. I know. I know. As much as I hate Minecraft, I, I don't even think I can say that anymore. I don't even think I can say it anymore um, because my kid loves Minecraft. And for a long time, she was just like, Minecraft is stupid. You just you just break bricks and stuff catches on fire and you cut down trees. And then one day she was like, you know what? Minecraft is like the greatest thing since like sliced wheat bread and I want to play. Um, and then she was like, you have to play with me. We have to build together. We want to do these things together. And I am, I'm a very kind of hands-on um, parent. And I like to do things with my kid, so I started playing fucking Minecraft because my kid wanted to play Minecraft. And somehow I started to enjoy playing Minecraft. And then during the Prime sale, the Amazon Prime sale, I, I bought her a new Kindle, her own Kindle, because she had a an iPad that was like old as dirt, and, and she so she needed some kind of new tablet. So I bought her a new Kindle, um, and I installed the Pocket version of Minecraft on there for her. And then she's like, well, you need to play with me. So I installed the pocket version of Minecraft on mine. Then we signed up for a Realms account. <laughs> and hell, and then everything went to hell in a handbasket. And I may never come out of there. Mm. I know. When she says she wanted to play Minecraft, you should have been like, please look at Notch's Twitter account for 24 I hours. And then tell me yeah. how much you want to play Minecraft. She's only eight. That's what I was going to say. At least you're like, like that. 
<laughs> at least not just like a guy you can get behind, you know? So like put your gamer energy into like people like him. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> he says what everybody's thinking. Just like I mean, just like a down to earth, nice guy. Like nice guy. And not crazy. So. At all. No. Um yeah, so I'm I'm stuck in the Minecraft and You can and hate we, play it, that's alright. I'm I am hate playing it a lot. I'm I hate, hate play it. all kinds of things. It's really fun. That's the I, only way you can like do the work we do. Well, you know what? And and because I'm because I'm working on a, a book project that is that is what I'm now call, calling you know Black Power Game Theory. Um, <laughs> I'm having to hate play a lot of stuff that I rage quit when oh, I, I first bet. played. Yeah, I bet. Um, You're saying that the games industry isn't always fair to representations of black people. <laughs> You know, occasionally there's small problems. You know, you guys are forgetting something. You're just cherry picking examples. Sorry. Guys, all lives matter. Hashtag all lives matter. Would you look at the time? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys. We really have to, you know, appropriate all the things and just throw them in games because it's fun and cool. Yeah. It is cool and fun. It is cool and fun. I read uh, I read uh, Samantha's um, article today as mandatory reading for that for discussion of that. Yes. Yeah. She's pretty smart. I I was channeling my rage because I really wanted to just burn everything. I really just wanted to burn everything. Well, I hadn't. Good. I I was gonna say for for something where you were channeling your rage, it was. it was remarkably calm. Yeah. Um, I I actually uh, I was like I was wondering how you were going to actually because cause you started on the magical Negro bit, but I saw I saw the screenshot from um, from Deus Ex uh, Mankind Divided, and uh, I was like I was wondering how you were going to bring the magical Negro. You were like, how the hell is she gonna get there? <laughs> <laughs> The whole thing, the whole thing was was really excellent and successful. Uh, and yeah, uh, no, that was a mess. Um, everything to do with mankind divided right now. I mean, you know what? That was that was almost as priceless as everybody remembers this, right? When um, the Tea Party appropriated the images from Bioshock Infinite, and oh. was like, "Look, this game gets us." And people were like, "You are a bunch of fucking idiots." <laughs> Good job, you guys. <laughs> you know, at least that was funny. But this was such a huge marketing fail. And then their marketing guy just like doubled down on that shit. Yeah, that guy needed to have a seat. He needed to have like a whole like row of seats all to himself. If he is not think about his job come Monday, something is wrong at Idos. For, mm-hmm. To me, to me, it's just kind of like one of those things. Is just like, could he have just not said anything? He he could have. <laughs> like, he, indeed, he could have. There are many situations where uh, you know where a company releases something in in poor taste or offensive, and you know while everybody is uh, you know lighting torches and stuff. 
um, because the company is silent. For me, I go like, no, please let them just not say anything, right? Ever, because what whatever they say will just ignite it yep. further. Like you know that you know that they they're not going to come out and say like, you're right, we did something wrong. <laughs> We're going to find a way to backtrack from this. No, it, it always goes to the same thing. It's just like, well, what if you consider this? Or how was I supposed to know? Or we fired that intern. And it's like, <laughs> and, you just, and you just sit there and you go like, just just get to the part where you say you're going to do, you're never, you're never going to get there, are you? Okay. I mean, well, we call just it say, like oh, Brock Turner's dad syndrome. Like, that's what we should call that. God. Right. Or Donald like, Trump's son. Like, oh, he didn't, Trump didn't mean that, like, you know, he just meant that women who are strong enough won't get sexually harassed. Right. Yeah. Right, like that. No, I think it's Better. a, it would be okay, and maybe this should be taught in marketing classes across the country, when shit is blowing up on social media, it's okay to say something like, you know what, we hear you. And we're talking about it, or we're considering it, or just something. Acknowledge it, but yet, no matter what, either stay silent or just don't wade in there and start like trying to correct people or arguing with people who clearly know a lot more about things. You know what? Nope. At least I'm about to call bullshit because you are the same person who's been yelling at people for the last four and a half hours about platitudes. <laughs> if they had come out and said. <laughs> <laughs> this is the microphone. This is the microphone dropped. Hang on. Hang on. But you know what, though? Nobody has said that. We hear you and we'll consider what you're saying. Nobody said that. If they did, maybe I'd have a seat myself. That's like that, 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 that is one of those lines, though, that, that gets me like, okay, yeah, whatever. Uh huh. That, 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 is, that is marketing marketing speak for shut up. <laughs> it, that's exactly what it is, Gil. We are in the same place because I would be so pissed off. See, and I think you're okay, right. Sometimes fair. it's better not to say anything. Yeah. Because no matter what you say, you're gonna look like the asshole. That right? is true. And 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 I get it. Like I get that people are like demanding like an answer, and and like they get frustrated when they don't get one. But it's just like, but but it's like we've been through this before. So many times. I mean, and I'm just talking about the microcosm of the video game industry. That we've been through it so many times before. And when you demand an answer, have you ever, ever in the lifetime of video games gotten one that sounds like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted them to say. Oh, this guy gets it. <laughs> no, no. Never, never, ever, ever truth, happened. Truth being spoken right here on now, this podcast. Yeah, I mean, you, you see, you know, like it, when it comes to... I don't know, six months, nine months down the line when they do like a post-mortem or something like that and they finally acknowledge the issue, they usually they usually kind of get it right there. You know, get a few things wrong, then everybody gets all angry or whatever, but you can't do, you can't do much about toxic activists. But, um, but like it's usually months down the line when, when they finally have a moment when they're not being screamed at where they can check their privilege. Yeah. That they can finally go like, oh, that's what they were talking about. Because I mean, their bottom line never gets hurt. You know, like that's that's never that's never a factor. You know, we, we can't 
no, none of these games are Gods of Egypt bad, you know? They just do kind of wrong things, and they get called out for it. So, you know, they're still going to make tons of money or whatever, but, you know, at some point when when some people stop screaming, writing think pieces about them, then, then they go like, oh, you know what? Samantha Blackman wrote, like, a really nice piece. I think I kind of get it now. This might make me sound dumb, but you use the phrase to toxic activist. I've never heard that before. That sounds really interesting. What what does that mean? I mean, I guess I can, like, guess, but does that have, like, a working definition or...? Uh, I don't know if it has a working definition, and I'm a terrible at references. Um, anyway, uh, and is it? I did you just like make it up? Should I cite you? Because I'm totally gonna use that. No, uh, <laughs> I, I I definitely didn't make up the idea of toxicity and activism. That is that is for damn sure. Um, mostly <laughs> mostly women and mostly women of color made that up. Uh, and um, yeah. uh, but I'll, I'll preface this by I'll preface this by saying like you know I'm I don't refer to toxic activists as uh, in w from the lens of like looking at activists like see they do bad too that's because that's what people do like when you point out that somebody who who does activist work or even says right things a lot of the time when they do something. When they do something that is arguably toxic, uh, then, it, then it allows uh, fake allies or people who just never care to go like, see, you know, this is why I never jumped on that bandwagon. See ya. And so, like, I'm not, I'm not. So when I talk about tax of the activists, I'm not talking about validating that side of things. But there are people who, I guess, they they focus so much time on. On the actual negative, who who like focus on like I have to expose uh, every racist thing everybody's ever doing all the time, or I have to talk about how uh, this um, you know low-level programmer at a major AAA company said something misogynistic on a Reddit thread once, uh, or I have to, or I mean even if you talk about uh, what a lot of people call like the anti-gamergate folks. Uh, and we're not talking about how, like, we in this group are likely anti-Gamergate. Um, I should hope. <laughs> this, is where you, this is where you pull off the mask. Um, but, like, there, there's a, there are people that are considered, uh, like, you know, capital A anti-Gamergate um, who spend practically all day trolling uh, 8chan and 4chan and Reddit to see what Gamergate's up to now. And it's just like, how are you contributing? How are you making uh, Zoe Quinn's life not absolute shit now, or any of the other women affected, or or, or minorities? How how is Virender Jabal's life uh, better because you're constantly exposing that Gamergate still believes in stupid shit? You know, I, I like, think that's such that's so interesting, and I, like I see it in everybody's work here. Certainly, like there's always an angle where you, like, break something down so as to, like, put a name to it, but then once that name is to it, then move, like, like, get, like, getting something productive, like, what, do, you know, what do we do, what, you know, and it seems like that's how our conversations always, like, float around, and then people say, like, someone's, you know, if, if they would say we're toxic activists or something, but that's, but that's, that's, I think, the crux of it, what you're saying, like, the just breaking down to break down, without adding anything. That's just yeah. really interesting. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, ultimately, I, I would say, uh, you know, top, 
toxic activists also exhibit, uh, and besides, uh, like, what anti-gamergate does, which is really focusing on symptoms. Um, yes. And, you know, symptoms exactly. have, have problems behind yes. that. Yes, yeah. And, it's just, and, and when you just, and as I said, when you focus on, like, every last bigoted thing that every last human being does, you're focusing on symptoms. You're not really addressing I, a, a systemic problem. I, that's I feel like my first year of grad school, I was a toxic activist, right? Like, before you understand how things are systematized and institutionalized, all you can do is, like, keep pointing, 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 pointing. It's, it's so easy. Uh, and, and, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying I, I, I have not uh, exhibited these characteristics. I definitely yeah, have. Um, sure, and, I, and I probably, to an extent, still do, you know. Uh, and, you know, and, and I hope to be... I hope to be uh, called out on it if it gets like really bad. But, um, but you know, other things that toxic activists do is that, um, you know, it's it's like callouts um, when like your whole point is to like drag someone publicly rather than start and yes. like you know tag them in every tweet that you have to say about them yeah. rather rather than you know use their name on your own account so that your followers can have a discussion about it. Without necessarily, you know, setting their phone off every other second. Yeah, the goal isn't the conversation for the toxic activist; it's the destruction. And and, right. so and, it, and it becomes performative as well. And activism is not supposed to be performative. You you came up with you came up with the the exact word that I was thinking when you first started talking about it is thinking about this systemically, right? I mean, it, and that's the thing is that we can't focus on. All of these kind of on all the minutiae, right? Yeah. And still look at the big picture because it's so much more than just the minutia. It exists because of the fact that the system that provides folks with the ability to um, do embrace these things is so mm -hmm. fucked up in the very in the very first place. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and being able to see by being able to see the larger picture then you can say, okay, if we look at the system and then look at how all of these things operate within the system, right, all these kind of subsystems operate within the system and how they, even if you think about, like, historically, how we see the replication of these systems and these subsystems, then you are able to track patterns and, and be able to work toward making a change rather than picking on, you know, um, Big Dick 379 over here, who's all in your mentions every time. Every time you say something about Black Lives Matter, right? Right. Uh, I'm pretty sure I blocked that guy yesterday. Uh, right. Because where are you going to go with it? Right. You know, like wh where is that ultimately going to lead? Are you are you going to change that guy's life? Yeah. Is he going to go run and tell his friends? No. Yeah. It's never going to happen. You you have there, you have to fix a system. And it's going to kill you in the process. Right, and you know, and it's ultimately why I had to stop following like a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of the the people that, you know, everybody thought was really great, like um, Arthur Chu and Tariq Musa or whatever. And I mean, and Tariq Musa tried to back off from talking about Gamergate, but then he just kind of focused on like sexist and racist in general. I mean, like his feed was like ninety percent just constant focusing on these symptoms and I you know and I, I think he makes some astute observations sometimes and I, and I like his writing um, you know when, when I get to, when I get a chance to read it but otherwise watching a whole Twitter feed of just like look what this guy's doing look, this is, it's just no go stop
Like some like sometimes like peop like literally people are getting shot in the street right now. Like <laughs> like talk about maybe something else that uh we don't need to talk about this big dick seventy two's tweet. <laughs> yeah, but LOL his Twitter user said the N word, so I'm I'm just gonna talk about that right now. Sure. Yeah. One one day one day I'll tie it back to systemic racism. But for now for now I'm just gonna drag this guy. I mean, I confess that sometimes I like to drag a fool for a while. Um, yes, you do. But I have been try, I've been trying to back off from a lot of that in, in the last year or so myself because it, it, it is, after a while, it's like, what are you accomplishing? Yeah. It's I mean, like, it's a, oh, let me show off how clever I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, like it, it's not, it, I don't think it's terrible to call out somebody now and again or whatever, but like if you find that's all you're doing and... It, it it it's toxic and uh and the other thing is like from a mental health perspective I had to stop you know really uh engaging in, with that behavior if that meant you know retweets following people whatever it is because you know you realize like you start seeing the world as just sick um and and you you have no respite you, and you're just drowning um you know, like, uh, it, it, it's it's actually nice to follow people that uh, their feed is just like, look what this group of black girls is doing um, to help their community or they're designing a game or something like that. Like, it's nice to actually see people just uh, lifting people up rather than putting bigots down. You know, dunking on, dunking on bigots is not a virtue. <laughs> and it's also easy. Um, <laughs> Isn't it, though? Mm. It is real easy. I mean, well, you know, I no, I, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna say that I don't know that I would agree that it, it's easy in the sense that you can always come up with something, but yes. it's like running on an infinite treadmill because you never get anywhere. I've had, uh, you yeah. know, I used to do that thing where I'd be like, uh, especially like when Gamergate was was going really strong about the first year, like I would invite conversations on Twitter. <laughs> And talk to people, and sometimes it went really well, and I would have a really good conversation with somebody and, like, actually get away from all the toxicity and just talk to them. But most of the time, uh, you know, you end up trying to convince somebody who absolutely refuses to believe in rape culture that rape culture is, in fact, a thing. So you spend, like, three hours doing nothing but responding on Twitter until you have, like, thumb calluses from just trying over and over to define the same damn thing. That's not easy, it's frustrating and demoralizing and impossible. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't no, do that. When people are like, when people are like, well, explain it to me. Define that for me. And I'm like, you know what? You got a fucking dictionary. That's not my job. <laughs> <laughs> what was that group called that was like, um, it was a group of white women who would go, you just hash, you like tag them on your Facebook post when your friends are being an idiot and expecting you to explain everything because you're a person of color or whatever, and you tag it, and then they come in and like explain all the stuff and give them readings and do all that. I can't remember what the group was called. Oh my god, was there a group like that? Wow. Yeah, they're doing it right now. I was so. like, what do you call, what is that, white feminist? I mean, you know. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like, the idea is like trying to take the onus off of the person of color to always explain it to everybody, right? Oh, okay. I gotta have another beer. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I was, uh, 
I'll, I'll find a, I'll find the link to them. I'll find the link to them. It was, uh, it was, it was very interesting. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We got distracted. Sorry. No, that was fun. Um, so I don't even remember where we were. I know we were, uh, we were talking about what we were playing. <laughs> and I was, what are you reading? Well, I, I think we started on Ogs Lives Matter. We did. That was Alicia's fault. Though, no, uh, like, in, with with respect to everything I was saying, does uh, Samantha like you know your article puts that in uh, you know in the context of other things. You know, like it, like your article is trying to focus on the system rather than I could just talk forever about this one game and how it did one thing, and everybody's going to go, "This is one thing that happened." Yeah. So you know, like that's a thing. That, that's that's how you take a negative and and kind of flip it into something constructive. Although I I totally appreciate the desire to just complain. Um, sometimes it's necessary. White nonsense roundup. That's what the group is called. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I put a link there. So you guys can. I just started telling. I just started telling people on um, Facebook because because people would like tag me on in Facebook posts. Like Facebook friends tag me in their Facebook posts. They were like, Samantha said this really interesting and kind of astute thing. I'm gonna tag her in this post and then and I'm gonna tag her in this post and then copy what she said or link to whatever whatever you know blog post or article or whatever it was she wrote. And so they would tag me in this shit and then all of a sudden like. All their cousins, <laughs> yep. who you know were sporting Confederate flags and Trump bumper stickers, mm -hmm. would come in, and I'm like, "See, what you call me into this shit for?" I'm like, "Get your cousins." Yeah, you know, I'm not here for this. <laughs> well, I think that was their idea. I don't remember. I just saw like a stupid video on it, but hey, you can check it out. It's so, good. what are we reading? Yes, what are we reading? Gil, you have anything interesting? He oh, just Gil doesn't anything. read Sorry. books. <laughs> If you're gonna say it in that voice, it—it <laughs> uh, it is true. I—I I, I don't read any books. Um, I'm just giving you I, a hard time because I really like you. Aww. Don't tell anybody though. Love fast. That's abuse. Um, I—I uh, I, I don't know. I just—I really read random articles all the time. So I guess that's how I stay apprised of things. That's cool. Academics read a lot of articles too. No oh, shit. Yeah, my husband's an academic, so he our our place is like littered with stuff. Ditto. He's cool. I like him. That's good. <laughs> I'm really That's glad. Good. Such a shitty world. At least you can find someone you like. That's so important, right? We met on MySpace. Oh my That's so great. MySpace. <laughs> MySpace, so quaint. Something good came out of MySpace, you guys. <laughs> Nostalgic. <laughs> That's cute. Oh, I met my husband in math class. Nerd. I wasn't very good at math. In fact, I think I got a D in that class, but I, I'm going to say Because you were staring at him the whole time. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, he played a lot of sports. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this took an interesting turn. Oh, on that note, Alex, on, what are you on, on reading, darling? Note. I'm reading this. Wait, what? can you use your words? You know what? I ordered a copy of that. Did How you? is it? It's it's really good so far. I'm only like I don't know, like thirty pages. What the hell it. was it? I didn't see. It's women. Oh, I'm gonna read it. Yeah, the women in game development breaking the glass level cap. It's the edited by Jennifer Hepler. 
Um, and oh, it's got yeah, the yeah. most amazing list of contributors, like uh, Alexander and obviously Dr. Oh. Hepler, um, just like a ton of uh, Brianna Wu, a ton of people. What's that? Sherry's in there, right? Yep, Sherry Grant Ray um, has an article in it, Brenda Romero. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's so interesting. I think it's like, maybe it's because I'm reading a bunch of books to prep for my classes for the fall, but I just, I feel like it's pointed, like it's pointed. It's not like Hedge, Derrida, whatever, uh, but it's just like, it's like no bullshit kind of stuff. So I think it's really interesting. Cool. Uh, my friend Tanya wrote a review of it, but I haven't even had time to read the review. Well, I'm she, She's it. our friend, too, you know. <laughs> I don't Everyone's assume. friend. You're, you're um, claiming I'm, friends now. I'm excited because <laughs> I'm prepping for classes, so I have two more books, but the, that was the best one. I'm also reading The Mind Forever Voyaging, A History of Storytelling in Video Games. Yeah, I, wow. taught, that a, I taught that a couple of summers ago. What did you think? Because I'm teaching it in the fall. Um... It's it's good. It's accessible to undergrads. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's perfect because it's an undergrad writing for video games class. So there we go. And then Slay the Dragon writing great video games is my last book that I'm reading. Oh, I haven't read that one. Yeah, it's like a, so I did one. This was supposed to be like the history, and this one is like the practitioner um, angle. And it's I mean it's fine. It's fine so far. Um, it's a little more deep than the other, like all the highly rated ones on Amazon were like 14 bullet lists made the whole chapter up. Like, so it's a little deeper than that. So yeah, I've only, I'm only a couple chapters into each one, but it's good so far. You're planning to use them as textbooks? Yeah, they're my, those are my two textbooks for my, I have a class in the fall. It's a new, it's a brand new one called Writing for Video Games. Very cool. Yeah, I'm super excited. We just started, I just started the video game studies minor. Um, at, which is the first one in Minnesota. So hopefully it doesn't tank horribly and everybody hate it or something. I just want to come take your class. Yeah, it's you, wait. I'll, I'll see if I could link my syllabus. I decided instead of syllabi, schedules, and assignment sheets, I'm gonna make infographics for stuff um, instead of like just text. And so like all my stuff looks really cool too and is like really accessible, which I'm super jacked about. So I am. I am also excited. I kind of. I kind of wish that kind of thing was hanging around the ether when I went to school. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, like, I look at it and I'm like, I can't believe I ever did anything else. It's so cool. I don't think I'm friends with you on Facebook, Gil, but I'll send it to these ladies and they can send it to you. You can be my friend. I'm going to just friend you. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Friendship's made right here on the NYMG podcast. <laughs> I liked your NPR voice. That was good. That was good. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yes. Uh, so if anybody wants to hire me, I'm available. Actually, Sam says I'm not allowed. I was going to run off and apply for jobs at Undead Labs, and she shut that shit down. I did. Um, on that note, Alicia, what you reading? Well, I have a presentation coming up. Alex, too, but she's probably more prepared than I am. Um, so I'm reading, I'm rereading some feminist theory. Uh, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I remember now. Yeah, that one. Okay. Um, because I have to stand up for an hour and play a game and try to convince people about feminist game design, and I'm starting to get a little nervous because uh, everybody in the room is going to know more than I do. Maybe not about feminism, but they're not going to more know more. Yeah, but a lot of other things. So I'm going to be like, shit. Um. 
So I'm trying to, to prep for that. But I'm also, you know, classes are going to start soon, so I'm also doing a little fun reading before my life gets sucked away. So I'm reading uh, Oryx and Crake by Margaret Atwood. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. That was one of my uh, book exchange books, and I read it many years ago and don't really remember much about it, so I'm back into it. I like uh, I like her writing a lot. I haven't read that it, but I own it. Yeah, that was a good book. I read it when it first yeah, came out. it's on. good. Cool. Um, then I guess it's my turn. You know what? What am I reading? Um, I'm read. I'm reading a lot of articles. Are you uh, reading books for uh, possibly games and UX? Uh, no, I'm reading stuff for um, my book non-book project right now. Um, so nah, that's what I'm doing this week. I keep trying to get the reading list out of her, and she's not giving yeah, it up. Get it. Um, so that's what I'm reading right now. Um, I'm reading a lot of articles. I am also reading, oddly enough, I'm rereading um, Bad Feminist. Oh. Um, you know, for, for part of my uh, Black Power Game Theory <laughs> project. I'm going to have to call it something else. Um, Shout out to Roxanne Gay, who's uh -huh. with us at Purdue. Yep. Oh, she's cool. Um, I, I want to I wanna find something else to call it because uh, the official title that I had given it when I started working on this project, it still fits, but it just doesn't fit as well. Plus, it's not as catchy as Black Power Game Theory. I'm um, all for Black Power Game Theory. Yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> I, I do like the sound of that. Yeah, so for then, you know what? Nobody's going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would. Toxic activists and gators will buy it. <laughs> They'll hate by it. They'll hate downloads. They'll hate. They'll, yes, that's cool. I'm down with that. I am down with that. I am down for the hate downloads. Um, so, yeah, I was rereading um, Bad Feminist. Uh, I finished up um, reading uh, Racism Without Racist, which we were talking about last time. Is um, it like Garfield without Garfield? Is it like Garfield without Garfield? <laughs> no. It's less funny, but more awesome. <laughs> it's less funny, but more awesome, yeah. Um, and I think that's about it. That and articles. I'm not even reading anything for fun right now, which is really sad. Is I bought sad. a bunch. I went to the comic store and bought a bunch of comics, but I haven't had a chance to read them. Cool. You know, it's, it's funny that one of the drawbacks of being an academic is that sometimes you lose time to read. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I feel that I I I mean not that I'm an academic, but uh, I I feel that way when I when I have to play a lot of games. Uh, yeah. Like when yep. I when I'm when I'm constantly playing games for review, mm -hmm. and I'm just like I don't get to play anything for myself. And then I hate and then like the thing I hate about writing about games is that every minute I spend writing, I'm not playing a game. Yeah. Yep. That's what I always like. I find myself when I'm doing up playing a bunch of games that I have to play for X, Y, or Z, then I always like go back and play like Sims because like I can't. Well, although now there is more stuff to write about about Sims, but like some some game that I can't possibly like analyze anymore or write about anymore, or don't want to. Yeah. Or yeah. Just, you know what? Yeah. I must have played five hours of this week just for that very reason because like I said, I'm I'm having to play a bunch of shit that I really don't want to play. Mm. Um, but. I played like five hours of Mahjong. I thought you were going to say Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mahjong. Nice one. That, that, is, that was out of left field. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> no, I didn't either. I thought you were going to pull out like some Red Dead Redemption or some shit. Is that Rockstar? 
I know you've yeah, that's Rockstar. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am having I'm having to play Red Dead Redemption, so I need to play Mahjong because you know that shit that shit triggered me in the worst way. I was like, fuck this game, I can't play this shit no more. Um Yeah. So I have to drink heavily before I play that. Well, and you know, this is one of the things that I think is really funny when people start yelling at all of us fucking SJWs or whatever and how we're ruining the Vigi games. Uh, How's that going? I'm like, what? How's that going? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's not really working. We need to try harder. Because um, they act like we don't play games or that we hate games. I'm like, you know how much time I spend talking about, thinking about, reading about, writing about It's like about the games? only thing we care about. Well, I'm not the only thing, but it's like our lives. We just want them to be better. What, I, mean, it's just, it's, I think it's just easier to frame uh, people who want, I don't know, diversity or not shitty representation um, as interlopers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so like, they can't have possibly come from the same community I live in. <laughs> I don't know that guy. You know, it's it's just such a, a weird mentality. It's like, why would you spend so much time talking about this thing if you didn't give a shit about it? Right. Yeah. You know, I've been playing games so long that I honestly cannot really remember when I started playing games. I have, like, some faint memories I could probably tag. I can. <sighs> yeah, that's because, you know, there was only, like, you one were gonna game when you started. You were going to say you're old. That's what you are going to say, yeah. Well, the, the, that was the only game when I started Exactly. Playing. There was only, like, one game, so you remember. <laughs> there was one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, when I was a kid or whatever, I didn't care as much because, you know, I was a kid. But when I started to notice things, I started to notice it first in other media like television. You know, like, oh, why are all the women only obsessed about fashion and boys? Like, God, this sucks. And then I started to notice it in games. Like, huh, there's only one female character. Oh, she doesn't really do anything. Oh, man, it's a problem. Oh, we're all black people. Uh, Man, I live in Arkansas. I noticed that there were no black people in games. Uh, We is diverse, you know. It's not like Indiana. Indiana, I can understand why some people might not notice. Um, But you know, growing up, I I was just surprised. And but it wasn't until I I I hit probably about twenty two, twenty three that I started to realize that there were things that people could do about it. So yeah, I get that. I guess they never had that awakening. But, yeah, man, I've been here for a long time. I'm not going anywhere. I displaced my children trying to play games. I'm like, mm, it's mommy's turn. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is my 8-year-old will notice shit about, about absence of representation in games sometimes when I don't. She'll be like, uh, so, you know, where are the brown people? Or so, you know, why is it that all This is a fantasy like world where the fantasy is that there aren't any. <laughs> <laughs> this is somebody they, they, else's utopia. They, they, were, they, were so magical, they were so magical that they just up and got the fuck out of there. <laughs> you know what? If we were as magical as people believe, we probably fucking would. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, Lovey had that the the black exit for a while, and she was making a list of all the things black folks were gonna take with them, and people were real mad. Y'all taking all the good stuff. Oh, it's not mm-hmm. We taking all the good food. Mm-hmm. I gotta go. I need a ticket. <laughs> I will wash the dishes. It's fine. We taking all the good music. Let me be somebody's reparations. I shall go to. <laughs> Please just leave us some salt and pepper. 
Uh uh-uh, uh, we taking that too. No, oh, I need some hot sauce. I need some peppers. I need some fried stuff. We taking the hot I sauce. Greens. I need cornbread. Please don't take all my things. This right. is shit. White people have done nothing. Damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we oh, taking well. all the good stuff. All right. So uh, anybody else reading anything interesting? I think we hit everybody. Or did we do everything? Oh yeah, because we, we did Alicia. Did. Yep. Alicia usually has like 15 fiction books she's reading. That's why it's I've been, been a while. Them. I haven't as much. It's been that that kind of summer. All right, so yeah. we'll quickly run through this. Um, what are folks drinking? Ooh, pick me, pick me. Okay, Alicia, what you drinking, baby? I am uh, double fisting uh, a beer oh. purple haze <laughs> and a Stiegel grapefruit Rattler, which is. Mm-hmm. I love the Stiegel grapefruit Rattler. Oh God, it's taken over. It's like my favorite thing ever. Okay, so you do you ever drink Greyhounds? Yes. Okay, so no. Greyhound is vodka and grapefruit juice. Delicious. It's like a before 11 a.m. Oh, drink. Yes. Use that Rattler <laughs> in it instead of regular grapefruit juice. Oh my God, it's so good. Uh, you know that, what? I have, I have grapefruit quick, vodka in my freezer. Would that work? Is that too much grapefruit? Oh, I think it would just be incredible. Oh, God, I think I'm like the later. world would explode. Ah. <laughs> um, I'm also double fisting to go quickly. A little scotcho and a Minnesota brewery that makes ciders, Loon Juice. This is their brand new. It's all honey crisp, made out of honey crisps. Oh. Uh, this is their new um, flavor because they have standard, and then they just came out with two new ones: uh, uh, a ginger mojito, which is good, and this one is strawberry shandy. Also. Good. Oh. Okay, so you're bringing me some of that, right? I totally will. I'm oh, coming yes, to a please. wedding there in September. I'll bring you some. I need to put Yay. it in order. It's I will really PayPal good. the shit out of you. Nope, that sounds scary, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's first date material. Yeah. <laughs> first date. Second date is to Venmo, baby. Yeah, that's right. I'm Second boring. date is saving the payment information. Yeah. <laughs> I'm boring. I'm drinking a Lining Kugel's Summer Shandy um, because I was gonna go to the store and buy Grapefruit Rattler, um, but we got uh, hemmed up at at school tonight, and then I had to feed my kid, so I had to choose between going to the liquor store and feeding my kid. So I chose to feed my kid because I didn't want CPS to come like take her away. <laughs> so. Please go buy though lots of grapefruit rattlers so the next time I come to your house I can drink it all. Well, you do that anyway. So what does this mean? Yes, but I want I'm putting it in order <laughs> like specifically. Um, sorry. Right. Am I supposed to do something next? I no, you I didn't, did. I didn't you make an indie game. You did though. It's in the dock. No, I changed it. Oh, okay. I bought it, and then I didn't play it yet. Well, can we talk about it anyway? Because I talked to a friend about it. Well, just briefly. Yeah, so my new review for the next week, for two weeks from now, will be Seven Days to Die, the Couch Co-op Edition on PlayStation. I played it on PC. It was fun, but I'm, like, dying for real couch co-op, and this supposedly is, like, real couch co-op. Uh, Terry and I are going to buy it, too, because I talked to a friend of mine who plays it a lot, and he said that it's a really good game. Uh, so I'm excited because we we are desperate for couch co-op too. We love to play games together, and it's so hard. Like it's so stupid. Like I feel like some games like they purposefully take it out. Like it would be easier 
like to have the option or it makes more sense or whatever, but they're like, no, you can multiplayer with 87 people, but like not two people in the same household. I'm like, look, play I'm games. a grad student. Men play games and women cook, and so yeah, no couch right. co-op. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to buy two X-Bones. My, my, my friends, uh, Vanessa and Jessica, they actually each have an Xbox One to play together. <laughs> And sometimes you need it. I mean, so seriously, because you know, you there are so very there are so few good kind of co-op games. And the funny part is, is that I've been eyeing, and I almost bought it before we started the podcast tonight um, on the Xbox One. This is gonna sound really bad. That there's a new game called I think it's called Undercooked or Uncooked. It's like one of those Facebook games where you have to do kitchen management and make food to deliver orders to people. That doesn't sound stupid. That sounds amazing. It does sound amazing. They have now made it so it's it's up to four people couch co-op too. Shut the fuck up. Oops, sorry. <laughs> so, what's it called? I'm getting I think it. it's called Uncooked or Undercooked. It's one of the two. I saw it tonight and I almost bought it. I think it's like thirteen ninety nine. That's how I call a post on it. it. And sorry. I was like, how how much of a horrible person would I be if I actually bought this game? Oh, <laughs> and I'm gonna force my kid to play it with me too, so you know. Mm-hmm. As, as retribution for Minecraft. <laughs> yes, yeah, there you go. Parenting win. I'm gonna force my kid to play that game. Well, Alicia, I bought it, and I I will definitely play it this weekend. So I'll let you know how it is. Cool preview of next time's indie game of the week. Maybe I'll do a stream. Oh yeah, you should. Done. Do you talk during during your streams? I do. I'm so bad at it though. Like I usually have like a half of a viewer, and I'm like <laughs> I'm like tr- like I watch other streams and they're so good at it. I, so I only bad. I only my audience is purely made up of the point three children in every family. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, I I like that's it's one of my things. Um, Francesca and I are gonna move in the fall, and we're gonna have a two bedroom. And uh, so I, I'm going to have, like, my own space, and I will feel more comfortable streaming then when I'm not going to be, like, asking him to mute the TV or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, But I am deeply concerned that I would just be uh, that guy that just plays the game and never says, like, a fucking word because I, I don't have anything to say. So, like, I wonder if I should only play things that I have played before so I could be like, oh, this is a part where, I, God damn it, I died. <laughs> Maybe I don't know what the I don't know what the magic formula is because I suck. I've noticed that I don't have to plan out very much what I'm gonna say or anything because most of it is responding to dudes telling me what to do and yeah, me going fuck you oh, I'm not gonna turn on the flashlight yeah I, I'm gonna do it this way I know you do it that way but that's cool and also no I probably can't make that jump because my depth perception is really bad <laughs> yeah. That's always fun. Oh, God. I will never play another game with platforming elements. Fact. That shit's embarrassing for you. <laughs> yep. That was okay. I don't mind being embarrassed publicly. It's fine. All right. Okay. So we already kind of talked about our issue of the week, so we circle back around to it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to frame it for us, Alicia? Uh, I mean, I can. Since you started. Uh, I'm, like, looking at our document. Is, isn't our topic just, like, chat? We're just chatting. <laughs> yeah. our, our topic is Gil. Chat Gil with Gil. Emoji. Yeah, talk, talk about me and my mispronounced last name. He has fabulous hair that mm-hmm. changes color a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I like him. He has a very cutting sense of humor. 
but he's never afraid to say what he thinks. Um, I really want to send him a note that's like, can we be friends forever? Circle one, yes or no? Yes, it's happening. I'm going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really just going to put two yeses. Uh. Okay, well, that was done. Quick podcast. Everybody go home. <laughs> I got some chicken strips in the oven, so that's cool. Sweet. Uh, no, I mean, we're talking about social media this mm. week. Um, oh, yeah. Because we never talked talk about, about like, online gaming and stuff like well, that. Well, I mean, you know, we're only ostensibly a gaming podcast, okay? <laughs> we talk <laughs> about whatever the fuck we want because we're grown-ass humans. Fact. Um, we can talk about gaming chat, and we were just talking about it a little bit, you know. We were talking about Twitter and, and this idea of toxic activism. Uh, and in fact, I think just talking about the larger gaming community and how we communicate in these different spaces, right? In games, uh, in multiplayer, when people are streaming, the kinds of things that happen often in, you know, Twitch chat. Um, even what happens on in places like Reddit, forums, whatever. What? Did I cut out? Did I freeze? No, I, I thought everybody else did for a second. I was like, did we lose Alicia? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I just stopped. Like, where where do we want to go from here? Well, it's, uh, t- it's difficult to, like, game with any level. I'm not, like, a community... I've always tried to stay away from communities online. I know this wasn't a question to me, but I'm just trying to, like, further launch these. Uh, to go like it's hard for me to go into online gaming communities because they've always been so full of hate and sexism. I, I participate in none, absolutely yes. none of them. But and like, I mean... it, but today, like, it's so expected. Like, if you're a League of Legends player, there's no way that you can play competitively or get to even the top whatever percent if you're not if you're not theory crafting and if you're not on the forums and if you're not following the Twitch stream. So like, what is that? What do you do? It, it, it's sort of ridiculous that there has to be this uh, meta game to every game worth playing. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. You know, as much as I, I, I find theory crafting really interesting and, and what people come up with about games, uh, you know, I've always found it really limiting. But honestly, it's just another level of gate gatekeeping. Exactly. Right? That's sure. exactly what I was going to say. Right. And, like and who... And who who ultimately gets gatekeeped out of that, but, you know, women, people would call it. Yeah, I mean, occasionally, who, occasionally somebody in the queer community. I mean, you, you, most people don't have time to both play the game, because let's be honest, playing games itself often takes a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. Especially the kind of games that are supported by theory crafting or that involve theory crafting. And then going through all of that stuff, reading everything, learning all of the weird acronyms that people create and the jargon uh-huh. and the slang, and then figuring out the right build for you. And heaven forbid you go into the game without the proper stuff, set up in exactly the same way, because then everybody's going to say, like, you're a noob, you're a scrub, get out. And it's just uh, like, maybe I just want to play the game. Yeah. Maybe maybe I like dying over and over just leave it a fucking way. You're you're right though. Like there's like games are designed to let people play. Like let's look at when games started switching to allowing you to have a narrative based uh, arc through the game rather than a combat based one. And there's that, that so was, that was much. Right when Jennifer Hepler ruined them for everybody, right? <laughs> That's when Jennifer Hepler, okay. the cancer of gaming, ruined it, right? <laughs> yeah. Because it's just fallen apart since then. So like, is but there was so much card? backlash to it. But why is I that? That so. like, 
if you don't take this route through the game, this is why I have a really deep unsettling problem and I can't even like put words to it with people who study competitive games and one of my closest friends does and we argue about this all the time because it, it the only, like I get competition, I love competition, I'm like, I think, I'm, I'm the most competitive fucker out there. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I love competition, but it I just see 90% of it being gatekeeping. So I just don't, I don't know, I just, like, is that all, the people who who think that the narrative is ruining gaming, like, is that is that their thing because other people are being let in, or, I don't know. Well, it, it gatekeeps in a number of different ways, right, in terms of women, in terms of minorities, also in terms of, in terms of things like, whether or not you have children. It yeah. also gatekeeps in terms of how old you are, right? All of these things because, you know, here's, you know, for, for folks who are listening who have not yet hit this point, here's something to look forward to. After you hit a certain age, your reflexes slow down, right? No matter how much you game, I have gamed probably, honest to God, at least three or four, sometimes six or seven days a week, every week for the last 40 years. So it's not like I stopped playing and lost my edge. <laughs> but your reflexes slow down when you hit a certain age. Yeah. And you can't play competitively anymore. When you start looking at these games like StarCraft and these StarCraft competitors, right, they're done and retired by the time they're 25. Well, that's like when I was looking at Overwatch, I didn't buy the PC version because the um, mouse twitching was so is so sensitive on that game that I knew I would never and if you just lose over and over it's not fun right like the because it's like dumbed down for console players is what they yeah. say because yep. it's not so um, sensitive and there's you know different like um, triggers for it or whatever but like the like gaming for that game on the PC is all about the the twitch mouse um, yeah. stuff that you can do and it's just I. I honestly, uh, I, I don't play competitive, any competitive multiplayer anything, um, because I can't. I can't compete. Uh, I, I strive in games normally. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm playing Fury where I have to have reflexes, which is annoying. But, uh, I, I, but I, I mean, I generally strive in games where I have a moment to think out whatever the, whatever the heck it, it is I'm supposed to do, or find the the weird fringe exploit uh, that allows me to succeed every time. And, you know, com competitive multiplayer doesn't allow me to do that. And then I have a whole bunch of people to try and silence because I can't listen to 13-year-olds saying misogynistic shit. And, um, <laughs> you know, uh, that, that is really irritating. The only multiplayer that I loved and I really enjoyed playing was Assassin's Creed. Mm -hmm. And that's because the nature of being an assassin meant that you had to take things slowly. Yeah. There was a puzzle uh, in which you had to figure out who your victim is, is in a crowd. You know, like, it was, it was stuff that, uh, despite being in an action-adventure uh, setting, um, it was something that, that really uh, was geared towards people who would take things slowly. And, and I really enjoyed it, and uh, it, it was something that I did well at for a while. Uh, but then everybody turned into, well, I'm just going to run. And, well, I'm going to run after you. And then you have, like, seven people in the game who are running, and I'm just like, I'm not 
I'm not chasing after you because we're assassins, you assholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, th this is really interesting based on my, my recent experience in, in WoW. Uh, and uh, My husband played since vanilla, off and on. Uh, you know, he would leave for a couple years and come back. Uh, but he made some very astute observations about the game and the way it's played now. Uh, and we noticed that when you go into like a, a group, a dungeon with people, like the objective is to just rush as quickly as possible to the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just go. Just pull everything. Just kill it all. Uh, fuck the healer. Let's hope they have mana. <laughs> Heaven Whatever. forbid the tank take a wrong turn. Oh my god. Um, and people like, and he was tanking a lot, and people would get super mad if he waited for a second because the healer like needed some mana. And I'm the, I, I'm always the healer in those groups, and yeah. like. I just appreciate it so much, but yeah, and then pe or people would just run off around corners where you can't get to them, you know, it's, it's and ridiculous. die and be like, "What the fuck?" So we stopped after a while, and we spent uh, several nights just running around and doing old raids just together, you know, because we're a hundred, so it's fine. So we went and we did mm -hmm. so many of the old raids, and we just went slowly, and we we looked at everything, and like. Uh, you know, the, the opera house and, and the weird tables and all the weird mechanics and just it looking at the floors and the buildings. And I was thinking about all the things that we're missing. Like, we're not even experiencing the game. It, like, it, just like what you're just talking about, Gil. You're not even experiencing the game. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny how, how much work was put into something that... A lot of people want to like don't want to bother even like looking at like, um, I don't, like I don't like for like speed running for example like I, I don't think that there's an inherent problem with wanting to speed run but like if that's your goal like if if you just start every game with like how am I going to speed run this like you're you're basically saying like how am I going to ignore a lot of things yeah. that developers worked on so that this game would feel like a whole game actually what what's funny is um. Uh, so, something I love, uh, although, and you know, this is unique to games uh, about um, RPGs and like some action games. You know, like uh, no matter how severe this this whatever is going on in the story is, uh, you know, like you have an infinite amount of time to accomplish whatever goal it is. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's most common in RPGs, but every now and again in action game. Uh, plays that like the ne the next thing is not going to happen until you go through those doors into that room. So technically, you have an eternity to spend in whatever room you have. But you know, most action games don't make that necessarily pleasing. Like you know, uh, there's not much to look at. Um, but then you have a game like uh, um, Remember Me, which I mean, it wasn't great, um, and the storyline the storyline was okay. But remember me, this the environments in that game were amazing. Yes. There was so many good details put into It made every, me want the game to be so much better. I'm sorry, go ahead. It made me want the game to be something entirely different because every single room had thought put into it. Every room you could go into, whether or not there was a collectible or an enemy in there, uh, looked like somebody lived there work there, shop there, did something. Like, they, they made sure that every single room you would walk into looked like it served a purpose. But the the nature of the narrative, the nature of the narrative and the way the game is played uh, and what you're supposed to do expects you to just breeze by all of that. 
And I just and I ended up playing the game that I wanted to play, which is just like you know I know like there are ten guys in this next room that I'm gonna have to figure out a way to beat up using some flow that I could never pull off. Um, but <laughs> I am going to go look at this room because it has a cool poster in it. You know that's why I'm really glad that they followed up with Life is Strange because they got to draw on that. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah. it it made a huge narrative difference in that game going through the things the, the stuff that you could do. If you just, you know, like, creeped on everybody uh, and went through all their stuff, really changed the narrative a lot. And, you know, there's a section in The Last of Us, a game I do not love, uh, unpopular opinion, that is like that, too, where there's, like, houses, and you can go in those houses, and there's so much detail and cool stuff, and there's, like, almost absolutely nothing to do in those houses except to look around. Right. Uh, I think it was Steve Gaynor who wrote... Um, you know Steve Gainer, who uh, was on, who is in Fulbright, they made Gone Home, um, and now they're working on Tacoma. Uh, he wrote an article about uh, I don't I don't remember his phrasing exactly, but like on unimportant actions um, and how like if a game that like he would appreciate a game that, for example, uh, despite everything else you have to do in the game, it could be action adventure, you could be somebody that kills people left and right or whatever, but like, but like if there's a church there, like you would have the option to go and pray. And it would, and it would offer you no experience, no reward, other than you go and pray. But, but the idea behind it is that that's a narrative. It, it's a, it allows you to build a narrative that is unique yeah. to you. Um, that's something that I liked about uh, Firewatch. Um, where you know a lot of people said that the um, the dialogue choices don't make a difference, and I mean it's true. There there is a narrative arc uh, that happens no matter what what you choose to say uh, to Delilah, um, and you know whether or not you go and do these things. But the, but like it changes you. Yes. Um, and 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 you know you don't get a lot of games that focus on just like how are we going to do something that just changes the uh. player. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Everybody and just wants to focus on the code and what the code does, and, and they we forget that there are actual humans attached to these games, right. and every human's game experience is different. Yeah, and and so like that that and that goes into like why like I generally like playing games. I, I do love playing games that the SJWs love, uh, with that have like heavy narratives and stuff because I, I it's about my interaction with the game. And why competitive multiplayer puts me off because you have a bunch of people that are just trying to complete an objective, um, and you know there's like uh, for you know for Overwatch for example like uh, how many people are in those matches ten? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, ten. So how are you going to convince ten people like hey, I know we have something to do, but like could we just take a moment and look around? Well, and so I'll. I'll jump in on that because I play Overwatch and I am probably so I don't like competitive games at all. Um, but are you over, I was playing are you competitively. Explain to me. What? What's that? Are you gonna Overwatch explain to me? No, I'm not gonna Overwatch explain. <laughs> but I don't like. Um, I don't. I don't read quest texts. I'm not particularly fond of taking my time. Mm -hmm. It's just like my. I think it's just like my personality. Yeah, yeah. We, it's like Sam and I have difficulty playing RPGs together because she wants to like read the quest text and kind of like go slowly and do one thing at a time. <laughs> but like to me, it's not about. Yeah, I, that's fine. 
to me, it's not about like powering through or getting to the objective faster or being better. It's because I am a like like pathological hoarder. Like I want to get all of the stuff yeah, that I man. can possibly get. And so like so, I think about Pokemon Go. Um, and I like having characters that I'm good at. Like, I think that's... Everybody wants characters that they can play well. Like, I don't think that's unreasonable. Like, Pokemon Go, like... Like, I don't give a crap about any of the competitive elements of it at not even 1%. But, like, there's something about filling in all those blank spaces that, like, is very, very cathartic for me. Like, that is what makes my play experience is that, like is that, like, digital hoarding, which I know Alicia and I have talked about before. So so I appreciate, (laughs) and this makes me sound like the biggest, like, jerk and idiot, but, like, I appreciate, like, the objects. (laughs) It it doesn't. I'm with with you there, though. Uh, I like like collecting all the things. Yeah. Um, That's why I'm like, don't uh, read the quest text, Sam. Let's just get over with, because at the end, we get this cool gear. (laughs) At the end, we get, like access to this area that has this weird cloth or whatever. Yeah, it, it, actually, it actually is the basis of like this weird relationship I had with um, The Witcher, the first Witcher, mm-hmm. um, where, uh, I, like, I don't know if you're aware, but um, there are a lot of women uh, to bed, um, <laughs> and really? for everyone that you bet, you get this, uh, collect, this like, collector's card that features artwork that has oh. that line. And, and yeah. right, so that you know, that's an extremely pernicious system that that portrays women as a reward. And you know, I I wasn't viewing them as that. I was viewing it as just like I want the fucking card mm-hmm. because <laughs> I want I want to collect these cards. Literally the fucking card, right? And and I was and and every card I would get, I would take a picture of it and send it to my friend uh, Vanessa, and we would laugh at it. Yeah. Um, but like. You know, it's like the like it's weird that this system that is clearly sexist and objectifying for me was just like no, I, I, it's a collection system to me. It uh, is like the day we played the in Wow Sam. Remember the day we went to the where you had to torture the slaves. You had to um, yes in the mines. zap them in the mines. Yeah. You had to zap them so they would work faster. Yeah, okay. we did take our time. We did slow down and think about that though. That was pretty. Yeah, I was like, nope, nope. Jarring. <laughs> I, I I had this uh this weird moment um in the game Elite Dangerous uh where like every now and again you can find like a, a ship that's um I guess broken down and it has cargo flying around and you can pick up the cargo and the cargo I was picking up was uh I guess pods containing slaves oh. and the and uh, very interestingly enough, the only option, uh, there, there are only two options uh, that the game gives to you to interact with these slaves. Um, either, either A, you sell them on the black market and thus profit, uh, which, which is illegal, but come on. You know, like the, 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 it's it's like the, it's like the cops in GTA. Like, what does it mean? Really? Yeah. Um, so it, it's illegal and extremely easy to do. Or your other option, if you don't want to do that, is jettison them, um, which is not quite emancipation because it's it, it is into the vacuum of space. Um, so it's just it's just strange that they would have a system which is clearly trying to be read as illicit and illegal. Um, which is human slave trading, 
but they don't offer a system to re redeem yourself from it. Um, yeah. Hey. It's it's just weird how game how game like game developers can be very thoughtless in in that respect. It's just oh, like, I know why. What do you think some players might want to do with these slaves? And there's, there's, there's so much possibility in games like that, right? Games that could 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 say, okay, this is this is the thing now, and make you think about what it is, right? Because I had a a similar experience, and I and I may have told this story on the podcast before, but. I was at GDC one year, and I met Brenda Romero the year that she had trained there. Um, and she was just, and, and her rule for training was just sit down. There's no contact for the game. Sit down. We're going to play this game, and um, we're going to, you know, we're going to. I'll explain the rules as we go along. And so we're playing this game, right? And, and it's like, so we have to get as many. Um, of these little things on the train as possible to get them from point A to point B on this board, right? And so people are playing, and, and I'm, I'm with like three other dudes, right? It's GDC, so I'm with three other white dudes, and it's me, right? And Brenda Romero sitting there, and we're, we're playing this game, and it, and it must have been five minutes in that I looked at that board, and I just pushed back, and I was like, nope, I'm fucking out. And she was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, you would ask me to play this game. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a black woman and you would ask me to play this game. And mm -hmm. she's like, so you figured it out. And everybody else was like, well, what's going on? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm like, I don't want to ruin it for anybody else. So, so she and I went over to the side. I'm like, so in other words, we're stacking Jews on this train to take them to concentration camps, right? And oh, hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Um, and, and it so, was, it was so her unbelievable. Point, her, so her point was to make you not want to play the game. Right, to make you think, to make you think, but to make you think about how it could happen that it, you know, kind of like the post that I read to wrote, wrote today, wrote, wrote for today, right? Is once you start thinking, you stop thinking about people as humans and start thinking about them as magical Negroes or objects, it becomes easy, right, to do these things to them because they're no longer human, right? Uh -huh. So you have these little thing, uh, so you have these little things that you're just popping on a train, right? And you're you're saying okay, and this train is going to move from point A to point B, right? And the way that she because it was all handcrafted board, so it was it was built on like window panes, and there was broken glass, and there was stuff around it. And I'm like, this is a fucking concentration camp. What what? It don't, it doesn't anybody else see this, right? Well, and you know, it, it's really interesting because think of how many games, even beyond the idea of objects, how many games have we played where? The first thing that we do is we're tasked with shooting somebody. Just go and kill the other guy. They're the bad guys. They're the enemy. Just go kill them. Yeah. At, at least two. <laughs> yeah, at least it two. It was like the new... Remember we, st we a bunch of us started... We were obsessed with Civilization. And you have the Barbarians and the original ones, right? And then you yep. have in Civilization Beyond Earth, you go to another alien's planet and just start killing them. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, and it was like... And I don't know, like it was kind of it was kind of interesting because I feel like the developers, I don't know if they meant to make it uncomfortable, but it was uncomfortable for everybody I talked to who was playing it. They're like, "How oh, we just invaded them and, and now yeah, we're just what you were to do? You were like, "How many of them am I gonna kill in order to build my base?" It was horrible. And like the barbarians, like as bad as that is, 
you know, you set up a peaceful city and they just come attack you for no reason, right? But, like, it's, they, they really personalized the sort of, like, alien other in that, in a really uncomfortable way. And maybe it was on purpose, I don't know, but it, See, it was the big just, question it, there was, it was unplayable. Like, it, yeah, it, it was not unplayable because the game was broken, but unplayable because, you know, for political reasons. But the thing is, is like, I mean, even even saying, you know, the barbarians came and attacked you for nothing. No, the barbarians didn't come and attack you for nothing. Yeah. The barbarians came and attacked you because you were a fucking invader. <laughs> well, I mean, just the idea, like, I don't know who's invading who, because you don't really know when you're starting that game, because, I don't know, but they have, like, such a lower status like they don't get cities that grow. They like don't get. They just are all this one nameless. They get no, you know, personalization. Like so, there's so many fucked up things happening with the. So they black people, situation. in other words, is what to say, right? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> hey, now to be fair, in some versions of civilization, they have like different style bones in their beards, between yeah. different tribes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh. Hashtag Vigi Games. Vigi Games. <laughs> Mm. So I, I want to go back to something else that we, that we kind of touched on at the very beginning when we were talking about communities and we were talking about um, theory crafting and forums and, and all the stuff surrounding um, surrounding games. So I, I thought it was real interesting this week when Bioware came out and said, you know what, we're closing all of our fora except for the ones surrounding SWOTOR. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't. Hear, I didn't hear that at all. Yeah, they came. You know, because well, that you know, well, here's here's one thing. You know, so it's like straw that breaks the camel's back, right? So they released a, a new mod for Fallout Four, um, either the end of last week or the beginning of this week, where you could have LGBTQ folks in your community or in your family. Yeah, right? and there, and it was, there was some salt there. Yeah, and there was there it was, was it was a it was a mod for a DLC. It was a mod. Did I say mod or DLC? No, no. I, I'm I'm specifying. It is a mod for a DLC. It isn't even a mod to the main game. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a mod for a DLC, and uh, like this shit hit the fan, right? So, and then it's it's interesting because like almost immediately after that, Bioware came out and said, you know what, we're closing all of our forums except for the one around Star Wars. Bioware or Bethesda? Bioware, actually, um, did I get that wrong? No, it's Bioware. It was Bioware. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm not crazy, right? Bioware came what out. What are you thinking? Because Fallout is Bethesda. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm, so I'm, I'm asking about how, how things spread. Yes, I'm oh, okay. asking if there's a connection between them, right? Um, interestingly enough, because, because you know, because what's, because right now we're about to get, well, about to get, this is wishful thinking on my part, right? The new Mass Effect, right? And you know, you know how people like to start shit about Mass Effect immediately, right? When so, mm -hmm. oh yeah, they've got all these. Well, that's you know, we're started with all these queer folks and all this, all this stuff with uh, Jennifer Hepler and the cancer uh, being the cancer that ruined all the games for everybody. Uh, but you have all of this coming, and and so the big question is, are they anticipating something similar, and and just trying to you know trying to jump the gun and say, you know what, we're just going to shut this shit down now so we don't have to worry about this kind of madness. I wonder. I mean, it's not a bad move, because, like, they've been particularly, uh, I would say, like, staunch, uh, staunchly against that kind of, 
Like some people would say, like, oh, free speech, let us complain about your whatever, call your people this and that. But they've been pretty staunchly in support of the people who work there and against um, that kind of thing. So I don't know. I'm. It it might. It might be a new thing, and it, I don't know. It might work. This is why we can't have nice things. No. Well, the, the shit in Bethesda, in the Bethesda forums was just insane. I mean, sorry, yeah. I shouldn't use that word. Was just absolutely ridiculous, right? I can't even people saying it. stuff like, "Oh, we need to kill more of them." Yeah, you know, it makes me want to get a gun and go kill more of them, right? This kind of shit. Yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> you know, because, because you know that's that's the thing we do, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And and so I mean. To to get to get you know Bioware to you know seeing this because everybody's seeing it because people are talking about it. Then Bioware's you know like okay fuck it I'm done we're done we're done. You can talk to us on Twitter you can talk to us on Reddit but you're you're not coming in our forums with this shit. Maybe we're, like we're not we're not hosting your shitty opinions. <laughs> right we're we're not paying for your bullshit at this point. Which is kind of I don't know if they're right on a server. I, I would think like maybe this is going to be a step in the direction to back to games being games and not like like where it's okay to just go play or it's okay to this and not know the meta like we were just talking about. Like maybe this is a step in that direction. I don't know. The Reddit Reddit exists still and Reddit has become a hub for theory crafting for a lot of games. Yeah. That's true. You know, it's it's the other thing is like if, if people if people want a space uh, perhaps you could even say a safe space to, uh, <laughs> to uh, flesh out um, any of their shitty, bigoted opinions. Um, there are millions of places for them to do that, or they could go. They could go and start their own forum. You yes. know? Instead and of people just, do. In, in, instead of complaining uh, all the time, uh, it's it's just you know I, I'm curious. I'm curious what Bioware was anticipating too, Samantha. Yeah. Um, but you know, and the thing is, is it's just that uh, for for me, and, and you know, particularly for uh, stuff like um, LGBT uh, representation, it's just like when you get something so basic. I mean, because let's be honest, this DLC is as basic as it gets. It allows you to have um, somebody of quote unquote the opposite, uh, the the same gender as you. Uh, so it still works on a on a gender binary, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it it you know allows you to uh, have your family, uh, I guess from the beginning of the game, uh, redefined as one that was uh, either you know binary gay or binary lesbian. Uh, you know, it's it's basic. It, it is the the basic expression of uh, the community as you can get. And you know, and and you see this vitriol coming out. You see this vitriol coming out when there's like I don't know two women in a game instead of instead of or the transgendered know. person in um, uh, what was the game? Elder's Gate. No, I was thinking the it was like the old school. Oh my god, I can't believe I spoke and didn't know what I was, was talking it about. Was an, it was an RPG. Yeah. Um, I don't remember that. It's like the game of the year. <laughs> And you don't have to fight people. You can like flirt with them, or you can just be like compliment them and then move oh, on. Undertale. Undertale. Yeah, yeah, like the transgender person that was just transgendered, and everyone was like flipping out. They're like, "You didn't make them a villain." Anyway, sorry. Right. So it, it, you know, like you, you get you get these uh, you, you get all this vitriol when you get one basic representation of anything, and it's just like we're never gonna get. 
to the next step if we keep, I guess, providing a forum where we hear about these people mm -hmm. um, and writing articles about them. And, you know, like, I, I mean, I think it's important to expose that side of the gamer base, but uh, on, the, on the other hand, it's just like, we get it. Gamers are shitty. Mm -hmm. um, and and clearly, you know, like the four of us get lumped into that statement. Uh, but it's just like, yeah, you know, there, there's plenty to call out there. But it's just like we we just need to just make your goddamn game that where every where everybody is queer and non-binary or something, um, and uh, just stop listening to player feedback forever. Ah, uh, you know, while we're at it, we could also privilege writers. We could do that too in the games industry. That'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're all they're all kinds of things. And then then you have people like, um, you know, uh, what's his name, Devin Farasi? Is that how you pronounce his last name? Farachi? I don't know. Uh, where where he wrote, uh, where he wrote like about like fan entitlement, um, and he com he compared. Uh, he com he basically compared people wanting, uh, uh, people wanting representation in um, I think in, in uh, certain movies to the backlash against uh, the recent Ghostbusters film, mm. uh -huh. uh, and and like he basically painted them as like two shades of fan entitlement. It's just like okay, but no, <laughs> uh, because. Because some fans are trying to make it so that your movie is accessible to the greatest amount of fans, and others are trying to make it so that it's not accessible to anybody else ever. Um, I think there's a very different sense of what they're what they think they're entitled to. One yeah. one is one is entitled to the uh, wants to be entitled to humanity, which is cool, <laughs> uh, and the other is wants to be entitled to the status quo. It's it's a false equivalence, and yeah. I. And like that, people were sharing it around. Like, yeah, fans are really entitled. But, like, I really gathered that the people who were sharing it were reading the one side of it that they agreed with most, and were going like, "Yes, this article." And it's just like, no, there were two sides painted there, and they're not equal. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but that's but that's how people are. Uh, that's how politics is. Just like all the people who are outraged and yelling about outrage culture, right? Yeah, and and, and uh, you know, and like that's how people are. They they complain about um, you know, like both sides are bad, and it's just like, did it ever occur to you, for one second, that there are more than two sides? Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's just like you know, not there's not everything is about like black and white, diametrically opposed uh, things. That's how love, like nuance. narrative has been for so long. That's how. Um, games were for so long. That's how our culture sees everything. It's so easy to just this side, this side, done. You know, but I, God, I hope we're living in the time where that really breaks down. I, I mean, I, I feel it in 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 my circles, but I hope on a larger scale. Yeah. Well, to bring it back to social media. Uh -huh. Uh, as, as much as I, I, I want to agree with you, Alex, and I see it a lot too, but we also have to think about kind of the people that we surround ourselves with, and these are small groups where people tend to, you know, we, we choose each other because we like good conversation and we like a lot of the same things. When you're talking about vast numbers of people in online spaces, right, 
Um, and we see this right now, in particular, with the election cycle, which I wish was over tomorrow. Um, it's so easy to talk about the surface things and to rely on buzzwords, and it's faster. And, you know, every, we're back to that thing where everything is about speed. So if you're on Twitter, if you're on Facebook or whatever, you know, if you put a link, nobody's going to read it. If you write a long thing, nobody's going to read it. So you, you do the easy thing. You do the quick thing. And mm -hmm. I love social media, you guys. I think it is great and wonderful, and there's so much potential for communication and learning and being connected in this way, but there's also a lot of pitfalls, and I think that's a big one. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. It's this. Uh, it's this. Like this level of consumption. Like people just want to consume a lot of things, um, and they don't want to savor anything. Um, and I, you know, I'm being I'm being very general there, but yeah, I mm -hmm. I totally see that it is. I, I actually it's among the reasons why, like you know, when it comes to politics, I, I tend to share more articles than they do memes, because the memes are terrible. <laughs> you know they're they're fun they're funny for a second, but then you go like, oh, there's actually kind of like more to this issue, and there's you know on the meme there's nowhere to click for the source or anything like that. Yeah. Like and and so I just sit there like I don't wanna I don't wanna share this. Like you know I'm amused because I'm inclined to be amused at anything that puts down like the conservative right, but at the same time like no, stop yeah. it. All right. Well, that, we, we always end things or, and talk about we're on such a happy note. I know. <laughs> we're always so like, there's no hope for humanity. There, I, I'm hopeful. I, I, I want to be hopeful. Mm -hmm. I hope that someday I have hope. I'm old and jaded and I have no hope. It's a damn okay, I'm kidding. year. I don't have any fucking hope this year. Talk to me in like December. Mm -hmm. You may have less hope then. Right. Shut up. <laughs> Somebody throw some salt or something. I don't know. <laughs> throw some salt over your shoulder. You know what? Let, let's do this podcast again on inauguration day in January, and I may be drinking something then. Fabulous. There we go. That's a great, <laughs> great, great, great idea. I love Please it. download all of our podcasts it's twice and listen to them over and over and over, yeah. and then leave reviews. <laughs> that sounds like plan. <laughs> so, Jill, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been a blast. Thank you for having me. You can come back and, I'm, I'm you can come back and talk to us anytime you want to. Okay. <laughs> we can talk about all kinds of uh, heinous shit. Well, well, next time, <laughs> next time you'll come, you'll come, and we'll talk about something happy. Um, yeah. No, <laughs> something happy. Something. No, we no, had interesting no. conversations. I'm just, I'm just happy to talk. Yay! With, with cool people. Yay! Aww. Everything so, is awesome. Now we can end on a happy note. Yay! Now we can. So, mm -hmm. on that note, that will bring us to the end of episode 133. Can I just say, I know uh, this was an amazing our... episode because I barely touched my scotch or my loon juice because I was so into what everybody was saying. <laughs> so there we go. Now you have two you have two beverages for after the podcast. Ooh. Hell yeah. Um, 
so like I said, that brings us to the end of episode 133, which was an amazing episode with Gil Almoji. No. Yeah, I didn't say emoji. I didn't say emoji. She just wants to say emoji so bad. It's a hard G. Until next time. I said G, didn't I? It's G. Yes. I thought I did. I'm sorry. If I did, I I don't know. Um, I apologize deeply. Um, So, But until next time, when we get to episode 134... And I'm going to apologize to Gil like 497 times. I'm going to go back and listen over and over again to see how many times I said his name wrong. Um, when we, we get to episode 134, where we have um, more great guests lined up. But until then, stay cool, stay safe. And as always, my friends, game on. Game on. Game on. Game on. Game on. Thank you.